Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 20. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we look at these Ten Commandments, we pray that we would understand you and your holiness more and understand how we need to be holy to be in your presence. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt, from the house of slaves. There shall be for you no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a divine image with any form that is in the heavens above, or that is in the earth below, or that is in the water below the earth. You will not bow down to them, and you will not serve them, because I am Yahweh, your God, a jealous God punishing the guilt of the parents on the children, on the third and on the fourth generations of those hating me, and showing loyal love to thousands of generations of those loving me and of those keeping my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God, because Yahweh will not leave unpunished anyone who misuses his name. Remember the day of the Sabbath to consecrate it. Six days you will work, and you will do all of your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath for Yahweh your God. You will not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male slave or your female slave or your animal or your alien who is in your gates. Because in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. And on the seventh day he rested. Therefore Yahweh blessed the seventh day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days can be long on the land that Yahweh your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not testify against your neighbor with a false witness. You shall not covet the house of your neighbor. You will not covet the wife of your neighbor, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And all the people were seeing the thunder and the lightning and the sound of the ram's horn and the mountain smoking, and the people saw and they trembled, and they stood at a distance, and they said to Moses, You speak with us and we will listen, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that his fear will be before you, so that you do not sin. And the people stood at a distance, and Moses approached the very thick cloud where God was. And Yahweh said to Moses, Thus you will say to the Israelites, You yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from the heavens. You will not make alongside me gods of silver, and gods of gold you will not make for yourselves. An altar of earth you will make for me, and you will sacrifice on it your burnt offerings, and your fellowship offerings, your sheep, and your cattle, in every place where I cause my name to be remembered. I will come to you, and I will bless you. And if you make an altar of stones for me, you will not build them as a hewn stone, because if you use your chisel on it, you have defiled it. You will not go up with steps onto my altar, that your nakedness not be exposed on it.
Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Chapter 19 set the scene with God telling the people to prepare for a special meeting with him at the mountain. They set up boundaries around the mountain and had to purify themselves for the occasion. Then God came down on the mountain with a cloud, with fire, with smoke, and with loud thunder and the sound of a very loud ram's horn and shaking of the mountain, so the people were very afraid. Now, God speaks to the people what we usually call the Ten Commandments. This is basically a summary of the people's end of the covenant that God is making with them, the terms of the covenant they should keep. He prefaces this by declaring that he is Yahweh who brought them out of Egypt. Therefore, they should not have any other gods before him. The commandments start with God, and they need to only worship the true God and none other. Then he tells them that they must not make an image of God to worship. He says he is a jealous God who will punish sins to the fourth generation, but he will show love much longer to those who love him. Then he says that they must treat his name as holy. The obvious application is that if they take a vow in the name of Yahweh, they must keep it. Then the fourth command is to keep the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day is the seventh day, the same day God rested in creation. They are to rest. Then the fifth command is sort of a transition from the commands about how they should treat God to the commands about how they should treat humans. Honor your father and your mother. Because parents are the authority, like God is the authority. Then, starting with the sixth command, we are into how to treat other humans. It starts with, you shall not murder. The word for murder is talking about killing innocent people, not about capital punishment or even war. Then the seventh command is about marriage. You shall not commit adultery. The eighth is about property ownership. You shall not steal. The ninth is about honesty, not giving false testimony in a trial. And the tenth deals with our mind, not coveting, not wanting what God has not given to us. God simply gives the commands here and does not pronounce the penalty for violating these. These are sort of like the Constitution the basis for all of the laws. The people are very scared, and they tell Moses they would rather listen to him than hear the voice of God because they were so frightened by the voice of God. So Moses goes up on the mountain to God, and God gave him further details. The details start with things that are connected with the first commandment, worshiping God. He commands no manufacture of gods of gold or silver, and then he talks about an altar, It should be raw dirt or raw stones, not carefully shaped stones. I'm not sure if the concern is that they would make the altar into an idol if they are shaping the stones. The point is to worship God and not some physical object. And then he says they should not go up high on the altar and expose their nakedness. In those days, everyone wore robes, so perhaps the concern is that if they are up high on the altar and people are around below, they will see under their robe. And now for a deeper dive. Whenever we have commands, we tend to look for loopholes. It is human nature to find a way to do what we want despite the command. But these commands are not limited, specific commands. They are broad categories, sort of headings. So God says to have no other gods before him. Paul said in Colossians 3.5 that coveting is idolatry. So things and even people, can become gods to us. 
Making images to worship God is the idea of trying to turn the spiritual into the physical, and it goes far beyond making statues. Misusing God's name goes beyond swearing in the name of God. It involves our whole lives, since we carry God's name on us. The Sabbath was a ceremonial law, and I think it symbolizes all of the ceremonies here, such as the Passover and the other feasts. Honoring our parents goes beyond just not saying bad things about them, but Jesus included caring for them when they are older in this command in Matthew 15. Jesus explained that the command not to murder includes the attitude behind murder, hate, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. And similarly, he explained that the thought behind adultery, lust, is included in the command not to commit adultery. Really, adultery, breaking a marriage, was the worst sin in this category, but it includes all sexual sins, including thoughts. Not stealing goes beyond just not taking someone's property, but the law will later specify that it includes helping someone, such as keeping their animal safe when their animal wanders away. Testifying falsely in court is the worst form of lying, but Jesus explained that when we say yes, we should mean yes in any and every circumstance. We should not try to deceive people. And God really shows, when he gives the tenth command about coveting, how really all of the commands are deeper than just the one worst-case scenario listed. They involve our thinking and our motivation. When we really understand the Ten Commandments, we realize that we have probably broken every one of them. And this gets back to God being holy and how we need to be holy in order to approach God. It is so wonderful to know the end of the story, to know how God can not only forgive our sins in breaking these commandments, but how he gives us the power to change and start obeying them. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.